0: All right. Joining me for this one is Ryan Anderson, the director of men's basketball recruiting for Sean Miller's staff at Xavier. And Ryan, first time we met was around this time about a year ago. It was early June at Xavier's team camp. How have you settled in to your new home here in Cincinnati since then?
1: Yeah, I mean, thinking back to team camp a year ago, you know, uh, it was so much new stuff for me, whether it was meeting the new high school coaches, seeing the players for the first time. One of the players, Daylon Swain, ended up being a part of our team now. And it's just a lot of it was a lot of new things and, and everything was feeling like it was in fast forward, you know. But now having a year under my belt, understanding how Coach Miller wants to do things here and understanding a lot more uh, of the relationships here in the Midwest. Um, I'm finding Cincinnati to be another second home for me being from Los Angeles. Um, it's a lot different. But, you know, I'm finding restaurants and things that that have made it feel like home for sure. We're going to dig into all of that. And obviously, I mentioned you're the director of recruiting. So I want
0: to talk to you about that role. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about your relationship with Sean Miller. You played your first three years of college basketball at Boston College and then transferred to Arizona to play for Sean Miller. Was that when your relationship with Coach Miller really started or did you have a pre-established
1: relationship before then? Uh, we always joke around because I actually uh, I really wanted to go to Arizona out of high school. I went to their team camp in um uh, me and Spencer Dinwiddie uh, playing for the Denver – I mean, sorry, the Dallas Mavericks. Now, we were really good friends, and we drove out with his – I drove out with his parents, you know, went to Arizona's team camp. And to this day, if you ever ask Spencer, we both were so pissed afterwards because Coach Miller and none of the other coaches, you know, said anything to us. We played really well the whole weekend, didn't get an offer, didn't even get uh conversation, you know. And we were like, man, like, we wish we – we could have got an offer from Arizona. We ended up both going to different places. He went to Colorado and kicked their butt every time he played them. And I ended up, you know, having a chance on the back end. And I tell that story just because Coach Miller brought it up on my visit when I was getting recruited to Arizona. And he said, you know, one of the biggest regrets he had was having Spencer and me at his camp and having to play against Spencer all, the, the, all those years. And he didn't want me to go to another Pac-12 school and have to play against him as well and have the regrets. So he wanted – he knew I was – Good enough, and wanted me to be there, and so he said, "I'm not missing, you know, on the second time around." And you know, ended up being a great relationship, and then obviously playing for him was the best time of my life. Just you know, at the highest level of college basketball, uh, we had a lot of a lot of great wins, and you know, it's memories for a lifetime for sure. Yeah, so it worked out in the end. He
0: had high praise for you as a player when you were playing for him. What was that relationship like? Did you ever think at that time, like I could see myself working for this guy down the line or, or being around him? For a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a player, you know, you you don't really think of stuff like that. You know, I always knew um, when I went to Arizona, I took you know my my classes and everything was based around being a coach. I knew I wanted to do it someday. Um, I didn't really put two and two together that you know he would end up being one of my closest relationships and trying to get that job. Um, but I didn't know I always wanted to coach, and playing for him is a lot different than being his co- uh coaching with him. You know because. He holds everybody to the same standard, whether it's your player or your coach, but those standards are different depending on what what your role is in the program. So just like this first year, just trying to shift, you know, understanding how he likes to do things on this side of the sidelines. I already know everything on the court in terms of, you know, the practice drills he likes to do, how he believes in defense, offense, things like that, but just the day-to-day work habits and and how he likes to have his, you know, his ship ran um, is something that I was learning, but Back then, I never would have thought probably that I, I would be coaching with them. But I also, you know, I didn't I couldn't think 10 year 10, 10 months in advance. So that's just what, how you are when you're younger. Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: after your playing days at Arizona, you went on, you, you played in the G League, you played overseas. What was that experience like for you? Was that a positive one going overseas and playing internationally?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you learn a lot about how the game is played over there. It's a lot different in terms of, you know, their style. It's a lot more physical. The possessions are a little bit different. Play styles, you know, in terms of how they use guys is a lot different, more four round one, stuff like that. Um, but it was a great experience. You know, unfortunately, I had a lot of injuries when I got over there. Um, I had basically every single season. Ex- the only season I didn't have derailed by injury was COVID. <laughs> and that was unfortunate because I was, I was playing really well um but yeah i had a lot of in- injuries and going back to my relationship with coaches was, it was it was pretty cool when i had a really my la- my last major injury that kind of took me out um uh, i don't know how he knew but coach miller gave me a call you know just wishing me you know speedy recovery while i was still out in lithuania and just stuff like that is why you know i i tell kids all the time like the, the relationship you have if you sign up to play for coaches it's different than most coaches. It's not just a transactional relationship. It's a relationship he's going to have with you for a lifetime. And that's just the story I tell about, man, like I had been gone at that point five years. And I had a major injury and somehow within 72 hours, he he was giving me a call. So it was it, it, it was cool. But yeah, it was ups and downs overseas. But I got to see a lot of places counted up 17 countries I went to. And I saw a lot of cool stuff. Did you already have the itch at that point? to get into coaching
0: were you already thinking of kind of the next step for you? Or was it a situation where once the injuries happened and you kind of saw the end of your playing career come that you're like, I need to figure out what's next now?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, even in college, I I was taking classes. I I did human and social behavioral studies. And then I also got a minor in sports management just because I knew that someday I was going to be wanting to get into coaching. I wanted to understand the business side of it. I wanted to understand how to relate to people um and everything like that um so i knew all my 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 college career i wanted to be a coach did i think i was going to play 10 15 years of course but i think in some ways it it would, whatever door closes another one opens and i think you know god just really opened up a pathway for me to 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 go to arizona in a situation where i wasn't sure what exactly i wanted to do i had another year on my contract in Lithuania, so i actually I had to get I had had to pay to get out of my contract Um, over there. I had a second year and I had no reason not to go back. So that was a little bit tricky on the business side of it. But, you know, I just felt like in that moment it was it was about one door closing and another one opening up. And I just kind of been running with it since then. So you were with Xavier this past season, but the year before that you were a
0: graduate assistant at Arizona, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I was there with Tommy Lloyd. How did you end up? making that transition, joining Sean Miller's staff after being at Arizona for a year?
1: Uh, So I was basically, you know, I was back to the story of getting hurt, you know, I, I Justin Kokoski at Arizona had reached out to me just as well. He had heard that I, he had helped me through my shoulder surgery back at Arizona. And then he had heard that I got hurt again. It was just getting an update on what, how bad it was and my recovery and his thoughts on how I should progress my recovery stages and just talking with them, you know, saying, telling them how I felt and stuff. And I guess his, he he kind of was instrumental in kind of bringing my name up when Tommy Lloyd got into town about possible GAs, said I would be a, you know, a hard worker and all of that stuff. And, you know, little did I know when I signed up, I'd be signing up for the national coach of the year, you know, a one seed, three pro, pros, you know, 33 wins, like all the things that we were able to do. It was, it was incredible. And I learned so much in that year. And, you know, when Sean got the job here, I, uh, I didn't think much of it, you know, I'm thinking that I'm going to be in Arizona again, another year. Um, but one thing led to the next. And, you know, again, Sean, just with his relationships and stuff, he, he wanted me to come here. He wanted me to help, you know, learn and grow. And he had a plan for how, how he wanted to help develop me as a coach. And, you know, from there, it's another was, it was another great year for us. You know, we won 27 games, three seed, um, when a lot of people were just wanting us to make the tournament, we did that and more. So, um, I'm excited for this year to see what we can do again. But that's kind of the that's kind of the story behind the how how I got
0: to today. <laughs> so now you're here. I mentioned you're the director of recruiting. It's a bit of a newer role in the college basketball world. I mean, there's been guys doing that for a handful of years now, but you're seeing a lot more staffs say we're going to have that role on our staff. It's becoming a lot more regular. Describe for fans what your role is like on a day-to-day basis. What type of things are you doing?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I, guys around here, we kind of say I wear a lot of different hats. You know, for in terms of the recruiting stuff, I'm instrumental in just making sure, you know, we have our videos set up. Anytime we have a new guy that's coming into to the fold and whether we're interested in um, cutting up tapes of him. Um, getting its contact information, setting up official visits, making sure our visits are going smoothly, um, making sure when guys are going out to tournaments that the guys that we are wanting to see are at those tournaments, um, that they're playing, that we're there if there's an updated to the schedule, you know, that we're, that we're at the right courts, all that type of stuff is kind of the recruiting side of things. And then, you know, I play a big role in terms of just once they get here, kind of, you know, making them feel at home and everything like that. So, the recruiting side of it is, is what I help with um, in terms of that stuff. But, you know, there's, there's so much into recruiting that you could talk about recruiting for hours. So. Yeah, definitely. Do you focus
0: strictly on preps recruiting or do you deal with the transfer portal and all of that?
1: Yeah. I mean, when, it, as you know, the portal is a new beast and, you know, when, with that, luckily we had a lot of success and, you know, we had, we, we, we've done a lot of great stuff and getting, you know, a couple great, great pieces to our puzzle here in the portal. But, the portal is all hands on deck, man. It's it's once though that time comes, it's cutting up the tape, you know. It's cutting up, figuring out their information, where they're playing, getting getting, using all of our connections to figure out their stories. Are they a good personality fit and character wise? You know, OKGs as we call them, our kind of guys. Are they OKGs? And you know, figuring that process out really quickly because in the portal, the problem is you don't have two years to recruit them like an high school kid. You have. Two weeks. So you have to try to learn a lot about them. in those situations. We really have for a while there in early, you know, in April, we were all hands on deck, uh, me and all of our other supports staff have just getting a bunch of tape, getting a bunch of stuff that we can just learn as much about these guys as possible.
0: I obviously there are three bench coaches and they and the head coach are allowed to be out on the road recruiting or, or typically they are the ones out on the road recruiting. What type of limitations do you have in your role? Are, are, are there things that you're not allowed to do in terms of the recruiting? I mean, I know, I know only four coaches are yeah. allowed out at a time, but uh, what type of limitations yeah. do you have?
1: Yeah, I'm basically on campus recruiting. You know, the NCAA is changing the the rules here on July 1st to uh, kind of expand the amount of assistant coaches that staffs can have. So in July 1st, uh, maybe things will kind of change a little bit. But for the most part, that's just mostly on court stuff. Um, But my job is basically, like I said, I'm like the hub of making sure when they go out and everything like that, that everything's on smooth, that that we have videos, that we have updated clips, that we have where the kids are playing, where they're doing. Um, So I'm basically on campus recruiting. Uh, and then, like I said, in terms of the visits and making sure those go smoothly, that's a big that's a big part of my deal, making sure um, all the logistics of that are all worked out dinners and, you know, hotels and everything like that. Um, so th- those those are kind of everything that's deals with recruiting from an on campus perspective, you know, videos, scheduling, all of that. Um, that's kind of where my my my. That is made and then you know hopefully one day soon you know i'll be able to get out on the road a little bit recruit um and get to that part of it as well recruiting is at the forefront of the college basketball world right now this
0: time of year you just had the transfer portal start to slow down a bit but preps action is in full force you'll have the july evaluation periods coming up here before long um when the season switches and you get back into actually Playing games and everyday practice and all of that. Does your role change a lot at that time of year? Um,
1: the basketball side of things, like I said, you know, hopefully here in July, uh, I'll be able to do more on the court. Um, but my role with the, with the team, in terms of practicing and stuff, is just to help with any way I could possibly can. You know, I'm not, I'm not a like a one trick pony. You know, as they say, like some people can only do one thing. I try to just help wherever I'm necessary and whatever Coach Miller needs, and that was part of you know, learning my, my, my first year here with him, like, where would he need me the most? What would he like me to do the most? Um, and so my role in terms of practice and stuff can, can vary day by day. Um, a lot of times, as, as people know, I'm i I'm a bigger guy. So just helping, you know, the big guys or, or something like that and whatever capacity I'm allowed to do um, is usually what I do.
0: One of the new things for me trying to cover Xavier's recruiting, this is going to be my 15th year doing this, but with this new staff, I've never really covered international recruiting before. So some of these names coming up from overseas, you have two coaches and Adam and David who recruit internationally pretty regularly. Does that make your job a lot tougher having to track down these international guys?
1: Uh yeah, sometimes you know uh, we actually just you know had to had to get a new subscription for international video so we can make the clips of it and stuff like that. But it's really not hard, man. The basketball world is 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 so small, even though it's such a big a big world. You know, we're all connected, and it's actually funny how many people, you know, we we all have intertwined in this business. For me, playing overseas as well and stuff like that, it's like. Oh, that agent, I know that agent from this, or I know that team from this team and, and et cetera, et cetera. So it really isn't as hard for us as you would think. Um, but we are just trying to be really particular about what international kids you bring over. Cause it's such a different experience for them. You gotta, you gotta hit the nail on the head on, on who you bring over and, and, and the relationship you build because they're coming to another country, you know, and they, they, they they're sacrificing a lot of stuff to trust you and trust our staff and, um, So we're being we're being very particular about, you know, which guy fits, you know, our system, what system, you know, is best for that kid. And hopefully, you know, international recruiting is here to stay at Xavier for a long time, because I know Coach Miller believes in it. Um, If you see his track record kind of at Arizona, he's always had some some sort of international flavor. And and those guys know how to play the game. So it's just about finding that right guy. You mentioned before
0: you brought up. uh... A term that's mentioned on our message board constantly. The fans love it. OKG, okay, our kind of guy. Are there any mm-hmm. other maxims or mantras that you guys like to use when it comes to recruiting around the office? Uh, in terms of recruiting,
1: uh nah, not really. We Sean's couple of his favorite phrases are do what we do. I think that translates over a lot of different areas. Do what we do is something he said back from when I was playing for him. Yeah, you know. the first time he was at Xavier, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's had that phrase for as long as I can. I've known him. Honor the process is another another phrase that he uses all, all the time, and that obviously transcends a lot of different areas into recruiting, into practicing, into lifting weights, into just how you approach every day. Just honor the process. So those are some of the phrases that we we like to toss around here. But you know, we're just we're just we're just kind of vessels of, of Coach Miller. You know, whatever. Whatever stuff he comes up with, we kind of just run with it. But those are those are a couple of phrases that I can think of that we say often around here. One thing that
0: definitely stood out to the fans this year was a change back to getting up to the foul line a lot, drawing fouls, drawing a lot of contact. And when I look at recruiting, it seems like when I'm watching these kids, I notice. Ah, that kid gets the free throw line a lot. That kid gets the free throw line a lot that Xavier's recruiting. Is that something that you guys specifically look for in recruits? Or is it more just a thing of Sean likes toughness, likes tough guys, and those types of guys end up getting the free throw line a bit more?
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. But yeah, definitely it's it's how Sean likes to play. A sense of physicality, driving the ball, posting the ball, offensive rebounding, all the things that, you know, end up getting you fouled are all the ways that coach likes to play. You know, we're not – we're never going to be a finesse team we try to have you know you know physicality to everything we do and with that you're going to get fouled you're going to shoot a lot of free throws but again going back to you know guys that fit our type of style we like to play really fast and you know put a lot of pressure on the defense and with that you need certain types of players that are able to play that type of style so just in terms of recruiting and trying to figure out what guys really fit that mold you know, there's guys that fit more of the Villanova style of slow walk it up and 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 shoot threes, and there's other guys that you know play more St. John's full court press. You know, Patino's going to have them pressing 94 feet the whole game, and then you know, there's Xavier guys that you know are tough, physical. You know, get fouled, play hard nose defense, play fast, play fun type of basketball. You know, so we're just trying to find our guys that that that, that fit that mold. You're a West Coast guy. David's a West Coast guy.
0: Adam is from Buffalo, but he spent probably the most significant portion of his career on the West Coast in California. You guys have definitely started recruiting more West Coast kids at Xavier than I've ever seen. How has it been trying to sell those kids from out there to come to the Midwest, come to Cincinnati? Has that been uh, difficult for you guys, or is it
1: kind of easy now that you've made that transition yourselves? Yeah, I mean, sometimes we joke, you know, it's like California for us is like international recruiting as well. You know, it's like you're like recruiting far away. But like you said, we have a lot of relationships over there. And relationships at the end of the day is what's going to help you be successful in this business. So we all have great relationships with the guys out there. And, you know, from AAU coaches to everybody, I know so many people out there in Los Angeles area. So we're always going to be in the mix. And when you have such a prestigious school as Xavier and the, history of winning uh, Centos environment, um, the big East conference playing in Madison square garden. You have so much to sell to a kid. It doesn't matter where he is in the world. I think he's going to listen and he's going to be intrigued. Um, so that's just the way we look at it is like, why not dive into some California and West coast recruiting? Because that's where we have some relationships. And, and if a kid can see how great the basketball is here, how much this community loves Xavier basketball how you can play on the biggest stage with the brightest lights and, and play in Madison square garden and all these amazing arenas in the conference. I mean, I think that's how you convince a kid that may not know much about Ohio to come out here and, and trust Sean Miller and trust our staff. All right. A couple of real quick hitters for you here to wrap this one up. Where's your yep.
0: favorite place you've eaten so far in Cincinnati? Favorite place I've eaten
1: in Cincinnati. Uh, that's tough. That's tough. I'll go with the Eagle. I like the I like the fried chicken over there. Yeah, fried chicken, the bacon. You
0: can't go wrong there. Uh I've read that you were getting your master's in entrepreneurship. Is that correct? Uh I was. Yeah, I'm a couple classes away. I haven't I haven't doubled back on that yet, but I will. Do you have any irons in the fire in the business world? Uh no,
1: not really. I was just more so getting it because um I'm interested in someday just getting into business, getting into some sort of business of my own. But again, I just I thought entrepreneurship was something that I I don't know anything about. And again, just trying to learn business, the way money works, the way people, other people think, uh, I thought it was only going to help me with coaching and, you know, figuring out maybe a way to start my own business while coaching, something like that. But I've been so dialed in on this stuff right now. I haven't really, haven't gotten to that point
0: yet. All right. You and Adam against Dante and David, two on two, who's winning
1: that game? I might have to actually go swallow my pride and probably say Denton and David. just Wow. Because how about David, 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 David's got the three ball. He's really he's like a he's a playmaking wing. Now, let
0: me tell you, let me tell you how David described himself on on this very show at one point last year.
1: He said he was basically Rajon Rondo. That's very much how he is. He's a <laughs> pass first, bigger guard. <laughs> OK, really can get downhill, spray it. And that's just what I'm worried about is, you know. Cohen's a little undersized, you know, and then my foot speed just isn't what it used to be. So I think Jackson and and, and mill could get us chasing a little bit. Both can shoot the three ball, you know, put it on the ground. Two on two is hard, you know. There's no other body to help you. I just feel like we'd struggle to guard him a little bit, you know. And I, I'm quickly, I'm quickly in need of a sub these days. I'm not, I'm not as conditioned. Those two guys are in very, very elite condition, yeah. you know. So I think, yep. I think if we we're playing, you know. To seven, maybe we got a better chance. You start pushing it to 11, 15. Big RA is going to wear down a little bit. Yeah, that's the problem with Dante. He's the older guy, so you would hope he would be tired
0: out, but he's still in pretty good yeah. shape. Yeah, he's he's the... in
1: great shape. Yeah, he yeah. runs all the time, and he's, he's going to, you got to run out to him on the three point line because he can shoot it and then he'll put it down. And then I'm calling for help. And that's right. You know, Cohen's there. And it's just, it's just not going to be a good, good recipe for success, I don't think, for us, unfortunately. A couple years ago, maybe well, I, would, I would take me, but. <laughs> just got to be realistic, you know? I appreciate that. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you taking the time
0: to do this, letting the fans get a chance to know you a little bit. That's Ryan Anderson, the Director of Recruiting for Xavier Basketball. Ryan, thank you. Yep, yep. Thank you. No worries.